A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. Lit stands for Lara's Yoga Training. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from my experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day including special monthly live streams. So you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Laura podcast which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting beings everywhere. Welcome to today's podcast. It revolves around this quote that I have had in my quote book and I've put up on my whiteboard, which I love to do just to look at I'm inspiring words from other leaders or poets, writers. And this was from Henry Ford. And it says, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. And I love that so much because I think it completely captures this idea of how your attitude determines your success or failure. And it's, I see it on the yoga mat. You know, I see people who have, and it's more conditioning. I don't think it's anything necessarily ingrained. It is ingrained. I don't think it's necessarily conscious, I guess. It becomes ingrained. It becomes like this condition of saying things. So I've heard over the couple of decades of being a physical therapist, being a yoga teacher, helping people with movement, all kinds of these statements that are either positive or not positive, or they're either determining your success or your failure in a sense. And I really think Henry Ford was onto something. 
um, in this, when you're having a project or a position or a, a just a goal for yourself. And that goal could just be to, hey, show up on the mat one day a week, two days a week, every day, go running, show up for your family, dot, 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 continue to fill that. Whatever it is, if you approach it with the attitude, you can, you will. You're going to be so much more set up to be successful. And what I often say in yoga when I'm teaching is your brain is very persuadable. It's super persuadable. And it's so kind of fun that way because it's like you can actually start thinking a thought that you haven't completely encoded in your heart and spirit. But that thought can turn into something bigger. It can turn into the map for how you're going to accomplish whatever you're working on. But bringing it into like movement and yoga practice, what I would challenge all of us to do, and this is what I want to talk about today, is, is to start listening to our inner dialogue as well as our outer dialogue. And notice, are we in that category of thinking we can or are we in the category of thinking we can't? Because either way, like he said, you're going to kind of be right because you have persuaded yourself already. And the first step is noticing, noticing your thoughts, noticing your words, your attitude. So for instance, people will say, well, I have weak arms. I'm not going to be able to do a handstand. I'm not going to be able to do a plank. I am too inflexible to do yoga. I'm too rigid. I'm too tight. I'm too impatient. to. I've heard a lot about like, well, a yoga, I I really like to move a lot. Less so now because there's a lot of different forms of yoga, but I heard that on the early years of my teaching. It's like, well, you know, they kind of had this idea of what yoga was. And they also had an idea of their capacity to sit with their thoughts. So if you come into, say, meditation, for example, or even a quiet part of the class like Shavasana, and you already have in your mind, this is difficult for me, it's going to be difficult. Of course it is. And it's not to say don't be unrealistic, but how about approach it like, this is good for me. This is good for me. This is what I need. You can use that language and start and that because that kind of goes into the camp of I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. There's a reason of that little story too. The little, little red caboose. I think I can. I think I can. I think a little red engine that the caboose helped out. And how many times has that worked for you? I remember running up hills. We used to do hill repeats when I ran cross country. And there was a couple of wicked hills, like, you know, three quarters of a mile long type of thing. And even if they're shorter than that and they're steep, there's a moment where you just kind of feel like you're hitting a, like, I got to walk. There's no way I'm going to make it up. And that's where you change And you say these things, like, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. And whether it's just a distraction or 
Maybe, in fact, it's being heard by that inner self and being believed by that inner self. So first, in your actions in life, when you're feeling stuck and you want to make some kind of change, whether it's little or big, or maybe not even change, but just change in your attitude, (laughs) start observing what you say. Start observing what you say to yourself. I often say in yoga, be kind to yourself because be kind with what you say to yourself because what you say to yourself is heard by you the most. You are the, the listener that is hearing it the most and believe it, your attitude is contagious. Whether you're saying it to yourself and you catch that bug, so to speak, of not believing, not wanting to try, thinking you can't. Or think about being around people who have these not so great attitudes and how that can be, it can infect the crowd that you're in. Likewise, a positive attitude can be super powerful within yourself and within others too. It's this just almost like a software program that you have to install <laughs> that says, I think I can, I think I can. Here's the, here's the skill set we're going to do right now or the activity. Think about anything in your life that you have felt some degree of uncertainty or maybe struggle or you put off doing or you know that you'd like to do and you're just like kind of waiting for the moment. And On the yoga mat, it could be like, I really want to work on a particular pose. I had this on my handstand podcast, but it's often like something like that, like a a really like strong kind of kick-ass feeling type of pose that that people want to work on. And you set yourself up for success by thinking you can right off the bat, because that's really the important first step is thinking you can because if you if you start off immediately thinking you can't then guess what you're not going to get there there's i doubt that anyone in history has had that happen and i know for myself like i had a moment there were many i would say two or three years where i was watching my brother john who's been on the podcast a couple of times go into a handstand like press into it and i thought I'm never going to be able to do that. I don't have the arm strength. I don't have this. I don't have that. And I, it was it was this like Henry Ford moment of waking up and saying, you know what? I can. I'm going to do it. I think I can. I want to learn and I'm going to teach myself. So this kind of self-confidence, it can you people can seemingly be born with it, but a lot of it is in the attitude. It's in this listening to your inner thoughts, knowing your thoughts are contagious, and knowing that your brain is persuadable. We are wired to kind of follow what we think and what we believe. So if we think positively about ourselves, then our actions are are fundamentally going to follow this. You know, but if we think that we can't do something or can't achieve something, it's really we're setting ourselves up to fall short of that. And so What I want to persuade you today in your practice of listening to your thoughts is knowing your mind is one of your strongest influences. 
probably stronger than even people that are close to you. But your mind will choose the people that you're close to you based on, do you want to be around that contagious environment of positivity or not? And when I talk about positivity, I am not talking about kind of artificial, everything's terrific, chin up, you know, I mean, there is just the difference between believing, but knowing that there's hard work involved in something, whether it's working on something in your body or working on a relationship or working on a job or working on a purpose, but thinking that you can do it is the fundamental beginning. It's the fundamental beginning because then you're right. You're right. You're going to make this work. And there could be low moments in it. There could be non-exciting moments in it, but this ability to have this positivity will be contagious and your brain will start to really believe it. And I've seen this with people and I think the body is like the surest way in because you can say the thoughts to your head, but when you put it into action, you're fully actualizing it. So for instance, in physical therapy, I've had people and they come in and they say, I have a bad back. I have a bad knee. I have a bad shoulder. And we learn in physical therapy school, uh, rewire or kind of just reframe what they're saying. Your less affected side, your less affected leg, your less affected shoulder. Because first of all, it always it, there's no good and bad. Um, and if you talk about your bad shoulder all the time, I think you're going to hurt your shoulder's feelings. <laughs> quite frankly. And that's what I always say. I was like, wow, your knee must be getting a complex, my bad knee over here. Now, some people say my bum knee and they don't really, they're kind of um, lighthearted about it. I still think that we have to be uh, aware of how we language things, especially when it comes to ourselves. So people will come in and they'll start telling me like something's weak or tight or that, you know, They can't do it because they are too young, too old, too big, too small. You know, every kind of possibility just had a ton of, I just had a ton, just hopefully didn't have a ton of babies, but I've just, I've just had some, I just had babies and haven't had any time for myself. I sit all the time. I, you know, I, I guess this is what happens when you get older. I guess this is what happens when you're a mom yada, 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 yada. And it's really, really, really interesting to observe people talking about themselves and being fully unaware of the impact it has on their body. So I encourage you to move in some way today. And when you're moving, think of the thing that you want to bring forth in your life. And maybe maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's, hey, I want to take 15 minutes for myself and take a walk. That's it. That could be it. But sometimes it's, we have things that are kind of hovering around us and that's, you know, that's another big excuse. I don't have the time for this. I'm too busy. And I've talked about how I stopped saying those words because it does, it's not doing anybody any good by saying it. You're just convincing yourself that you're really busy and that's great. Like, congratulations. <laughs> you have a full day. So does everybody else. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. That was, but it is kind of funny. Like we all are talking about like, we're so busy, we're so busy. And it's, it's so why, 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 why is it important to talk about that? 
So I think it's of interesting reframe to say, I have so much going on and I'm really excited about it versus I'm busy and I'm drained and I don't know what the, you know, I'm going to do. Just re- practice reframing that and practice when you're moving, thinking like, where do I need to reframe this I think I can or I think I can't in my life? And we have categories in our life. We have our movement practice, which to me, as I've talked about in Keystone Habits, the research has shown this, the exercise component is a keystone habit. It has the most profound effect on everything else you want to do. So you can be doing all you want. You can be working hard and getting your degree in something or mastering a ta- you know some talent or hobby. You could be having a great relationship, but you're still falling short of your ultimate potential if you don't have a regular movement practice in your life. And I'm not just saying that because I do. I'm saying it because the research shows it. So it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it needs to be regular every day. I don't know why we got into like three times a week. I mean, we did that as physical therapists too. So three times a week, you should do this exercise. And I remember I was that PT that was like, you should be doing this every day. Your body doesn't need a break. It might need a break from what you're doing over and over again. So you have to move in different ways, but it needs to move. Your body requires that. And so when you start thinking, I don't, I don't need a rest day. Like, why would I need, I don't need a rest day. If I want to take a day on the couch, that's fine, but it's not because it's because I'm choosing that. It's not because I think I need a rest day. And so watch your thoughts, watch where they take you and know that your brain is persuadable. So if you know that, why not persuade yourself how freaking amazing you are? Because you are. Every single person, we all have our talents. We all have our deficits and those are there for a variety of reasons. But if we approach our life with a this contagious energy of I can-ness, those deficits are a lot less obvious and eventually maybe not obvious at all. And you'll live in this state of, of potential in a real and impactful way. So that's my talk today because I've seen it in my practice, my own practice, and I've seen it in my teaching. I've seen it in my physical therapy work. Watch your words, watch your attitude, and then use your body as a vehicle to remind you and to verify all of those positive thoughts, all of those I think I can. And just keep coming back to that. Watch it when it comes up on the yoga mat, that you're to this or to that, or you aren't able to do this. Try thinking something different because then you know what? You'll be right. (laughs) You'll be right in your thoughts. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you are right. So let's think we can. And let's do that together so that we move better in our bodies, in our spirits, in our behavior, and move better as a community of this, in this global community, to be better citizens um, so that all beings benefit from us thinking we can. And this, of course, goes into many aspects. We better think we can do more 
good in the world because we need to. It's not a choice. So let's do it. I'm sending you hugs. Remember to move. And remember, I think I can. I think I can. Because you can. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.